Why are you looking at me like that? What was what? No, I I really wasn't looking at you. You were literally looking reason. at me like this. Like I don't even know what to say though because it's just like you were just talking about. Why you're, are you gonna bring up dick and cock? I'm sorry. Like, do you know like what that's from? Like culturally, dick and cock. No, it's when Tati, James, Charles, and Tati had their feud about the um, gummy vitamins yep. at Coachella, and she was like. You were talking about sucking dick and cock, and you did it at my birthday dinner. To this day, dick and cock is like... It's one. Talking about sucking Two dick things and now. cock, yeah. and you did it at my, my birthday, birthday dinner. dinner. And I do it too. No, like, you're our generation's James, James Charles. Charles. Easily. Yeah. If you just picked up a Morphe palette... It'd be game over. I would beat this face. Hi, sisters. Hi, sisters. Uh, um, can I Taylor, ask you a question? Did you ever have someone kiss you in a crowded room? Did you hear what I was about to say as you said that? <laughs> say Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah. A good children. I have vocal note issues. You do. Yeah. You're a little Flemmy and you have vocal and you have oh, notes. I'm, fl- I'm the Flemmiest I've ever been. I feel like lately you've been saying, like, when it comes to singing, like, you're nervous. I never said I'm nervous. I never said I'm nervous. What I did say is that I have developed, a, I thought it was throat gonorrhea. Yes. I thought it was strep throat. Yes. I thought it was COVID. Yes. There's something going on and I should see a doctor. Yep. Where I sing a certain, I hit a certain note and there's this sharp pain. It's not a throb it's not like a stabbing it's like something is wedged in my throat it could be a tonsil stone and if it is <gasps> i'm gonna be so excited because i would love get your tonsils it. out i want the tonsil stone popped out you want like, it popped out? and then you might as well just say like get the tonsils out as well yeah i'm telling you i've said it before and i'll say it again get the tonsils out not worth it not worth having a narrow throat for multiple reasons i know and my throat is almost too narrow too narrow and it's why do you really want narrow. strep why do you want strap? strap? It's like I I'm playing with the devil. You need to get your. Ton- I don't think the immediate jump is get your tonsils out. I've gotten I, the last time I had strap was probably 2019. I mean, like, I don't want to tell you to lie to the ENT. You want me like? Why do you want me to get my tonsils out? Like, I'm just confused. It's like when I got my tonsils out. He took one look at me afterwards and he said, you had some meatballs in that I throat. think I have meatballs in my throat. Yeah, you absolutely have some Swedish meatballs in that throat. Absolutely. I feel like I'm drowning in the ocean. Somebody come and take me away. Oh, 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 oh. Why'd you have to go away from home, my love? Yeah, just yeah. say it. Bring it up. I want to bring up Sean Kingston. I'm going to bring up suicide. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to bring up the censorship. Yeah. Because I think it's really crazy. I mean, I'm ha- rightfully so. Rightfully so, it was censored on on the radio. But I guess so. It something was like that you can't censor us for. We bring up the word suicide every fifteen minutes, and we try. The thing we is, we try though, to stop. We try to stop. I've tried to stop at least. You go. You just go. At least we try to say like, I'm gonna take a long, long nap, nap off, off the, the side, side of the, the building. building, and that didn't stick. I it guess didn't stick. it didn't stick. I don't know. Like between when. When that, what song was that? Beautiful Girls. Beautiful Girls. Suicidal. They'll have you in, in denial, in denial. Okay. And then that was mm-hmm. the same time as Rihanna's Unfaithful. Unfaithful. I might as well take the gunk and put it to they his head. It. They, yeah, they it. That makes so much yeah. sense. People, like, honestly, like, their creative team... People have to really work geniuses. around the clock for those, yeah. They, someone said suicidal and they're like... In denial. In denial. Don't <laughs> even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. It also reminds me of like, remember when like songs, and I don't know because I don't really listen to the radio as much anymore. Yeah. But like when like artists would like come in and like personalize the song for the radio station. Everybody, or like the radio station, I assume would do it. Stop, like her. But, but she's, she's listening, listening to, to KTU. Like, that's insane. Like, was it like Nebraska? Like, Nebraska was okay. the place, but like. <laughs> it was like my daddy in Nebraska and BLI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Remember when I, um, my BLI moment? 
when I was my when first my in? first inter- no 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 when I was interviewed for BLI. At like, can you refresh my memory? It's so <sighs> fucked up that I, I honestly don't remember this. It's like, kind of crazy. You definitely blocked it out out of jealousy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. It was the fifth grade English contest. Imagine a class where in just 40 minutes you could visit China, slay a dragon, enroll in the school of witchcraft and wizardry, and not be late for your next period. In my in language art class, class, that's, that's possible. possible. And it was like about how I it's like, like propaganda for English. It was just, I mean, I guess you could call it propaganda. <laughs> I think it was just about English. But I went to BLI and they yeah, interviewed me and they recorded it and I was in the studio. You came to the award ceremony. Okay. I do remember yeah. it. Fifth grade was a blurry a year. Fifth grade was a bur- blurry I think I'm in eighth grade. Eighth grade was a blurrier <laughs> year. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Good Children, the podcast where hosts Joe Hedges and Andrew Muscarella reflect on their 21 years of friendship growing up in the late 2000s, early 2010s, and all of the nostalgia, trauma, and self-loathing that that entails. I feel like me and you haven't had a good conversation in the past couple of days. We honestly haven't been talking. No, not that much. No. Actually. Yeah. Like... The last time we really were together uninterrupted talking, I feel like maybe was last week. Yeah. We've been doing things, Joe. And like separately. Yeah. Wait, oh my God, are we establishing boundaries in our lives? I think it's, I mean, like, yeah, is this what it feels like to be normal? It makes me kind of sick, but also it does lead to like, I think this is better. Yeah. Like we're officially sacrificing the friendship for the podcast. Yeah. And I think that that's amazing for everyone involved. One day um, we won't live together. Can you imagine? That's <laughs> not gonna happen. It's just like, I'm sorry. I'm. I'll fill them in. So at one point, our theme this week was going to be fast food, and so we were like, okay, our snack should definitely be McDonald's. It's the heaviest bag. Bring it in. You love to see Mick delivery. Can you push push it on on the table a little bit more? Thank you. Maybe take off the soda so it doesn't cool down the hot food. You guys. Sorry, yeah. So the McDonald's came. It's our snack for later. Spoiler alert. Yeah, so you're just joining in on the conversation. You're just here to hear us. We're here to hear you. And we're here to chat. We're here to just have a nice little conversation. I'm sweating profusely today. What is it? You think it's it's like like that waffle shirt with like the overalls and the big boot with like severe humidity? Isn't it really humid? It's extremely humid. It's very hot. No. I know that your window is open, but it's fine. The thing is about you is, like, you like to assume. I know it's open. I saw it open. It's, like, this much open. I know for a fact. I'm not wrong. You actually could be right. I'm not wrong. You could be right. I'm never I recently opened it. What if I told you none of this is accidental? See, like, you saying you're never wrong. I'm wrong about, like, facts, but I'm not wrong about, like, things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we're so excited to announce at the head of this episode as well. Guys, we not only sold out the first show, we have another Mm -hmm. show. 10 (laughs) p.m. And if you know anything about us is that we're going to be sleeping. We're going to be actually we're gonna be asleep cracked out can we get cots yeah so at 10 p.m on november 22nd if you and the girls want a crazy night out in brooklyn join us at the bell house for good children the late show at 10 p.m we have no clue what we're gonna say but we know what we're gonna do and and it's gonna be be very very special special. and there's there's potentially a guest a guest very very special. special Speaking of special guests, Midnight's came out, and we've gotten just so many comments. I know there's a few Taylor haters in the crowd. I can't believe you're still here. Thanks for sticking around. Thank you. But a lot of people have been wondering, a lot of people have been asking. About your opinions on Midnight's? Yeah. Let's I'm, like, them. not kidding. It's honestly no, been incessant. The album came out, and... I honestly do feel like I gestated another child. You know, like, yep. I feel like the work was put in physically, mm-hmm. emotionally, mentally, and here I am holding my newborn baby. We will be circling back to midnight, so I apologize for the strange transition you're about to witness. You know, like, I honestly, like, I feel as if, though, lately we have been hanging out with people, but for a while, like, sitting in this apartment, 
I wish I could get poked. You know what I mean? I fucking hate you. You know what I mean? Like, I do wish I still used Facebook and I wish that people were poking me. That was the validation of attention that were I Were you being poked often? Yeah, I was being poked. And oh, I was such a loser. I wasn't you weren't getting poked? poked? No. Why am I so sad about it's that? It's like not that It's not that big of a deal. deal. You would always poke people that you weren't that close with. It would be like, oh, I met you but at isn't camp. isn't poking poke. like flirting? Like that's the thing. Then it got to flirting. I feel like I was using pokes to be like, hey, it's me. I'm the, the problem, problem it's me. me. Then it got to flirting, I think. That is something, I mean, I can kind of pivot away from poking for a second. I'm yeah. sorry. No, it, no literally you, like I'm poked out. You, I'm poked, double poked up. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about pokeballs? Something I've been realizing lately is all the times in my life that I was flirted with that I did not know was flirting. Yeah. In my life now, like, no one ever approaches me. Like, yeah. no, like when I'm at a club, no one comes up to me. Like, no one tries to flirt with me. And I'm like, no, I actually Turn, shut it down yeah, as fast as possible and then say I want to go home. Yes. That's crazy. It's so crazy. I I mean, like, obviously, I'm in the same exact yeah. boat. That's why we, that's Although why I think that, like, I could be very flirty with... It's more like I can flirt with my eyes, but I can't flirt with my words. I don't See, even know what to say. Opposite. I wouldn't even know what to say to somebody. And that's the problem. Someone gives me a compliment. It's kind of like how we talk. You say something, I'm like, you're right. Someone gives me a compliment and I immediately say, you too. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's really bad. It's like, bad. And then I'm like, what stunted it? Like, was it like growing? I guess as we know exactly what stunted it. What like was it? growing up gay and feeling undesirable, I yeah. would say is like the two main things that did it. Like yeah. nothing ever felt like, it, even like, especially the gay thing. The gay thing I've been thinking about more and more, you guys, like, I'm starting to think I'm gay, first of all. Like, Wait, Joe, that's crazy. Like, you're no longer up. just an ally, you're gay? No, I'm an ally. And I'm straight but not narrow. Yeah. But I'm like, I think all, it's like literally unlearning this feeling where I'm like, anytime, like, because again, as a kid, if something gay almost happened to me, I would have shut it down because yeah. I'm like, that's gay. You know, like, no, no, no other reason mm-hmm. but that's gay. So learning that as a kid and learning to avoid that feeling and avoid gayness, like, it's crazy because I'm like, I don't think I ever unlearned that. No. And like now, yeah, I can like hook up with someone and like act on gay impulses. But in true, authentic, not like internet curated situations, I'm like, yeah, I immediately do what I've done since I was a kid. And I'm and like, shut, shut it down. down. Shut it down. Shut down. Because but it's like a reflex. Yeah. And that's crazy. Do you think we should start going places alone? I wonder if I was to go somewhere alone by myself, if I would actually be pushed so far outside of my comfort zone that I would have to talk to somebody. Yeah. Because I I think think that, like, when I rely on somebody else, if it's you, if it's whomever, or my phone, like, it's game over. I'm just talking to you the entire time. But if I was to be at that place by myself, that's one thing that I was always like, oh, I could never do that. But people do that, and then you're forced to talk to Who people. Who does that? A lot of people, Joe. Who goes where? People go places. Where? People go to bars. I genuinely don't think anyone does that. No, I know that people do. I don't think most people do that. It's I think also that like it's an option. for most people to do that. I think it's an option. To go to bars and get drunk alone. You don't have to get drunk alone. How did they do it in the 50s? In the 50s, they go to a milkshake shop, be racist, and then get married and have a kid, and they turn 20. You're right. You're right. You want to go back to the 50s? <laughs> like, that's your like, barometer? Thanks. <laughs> I think I might go to the bar tonight. Have fun. Okay. Great. If it was just us, it's or just if it was us, me no another guy gonna, or whatever, yeah. no one's going to come up yeah. to you. But it's also, why is it... Everybody else has to come up. Yeah. Go up. So, yeah, but that fucking fear of rejection, the yeah, idea of me going up to someone, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. The fear of rejection. It's so prevalent. It's so bad. I've only been swiped right on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went because I'm like, I'd be, like this. I would be Are you so kidding? embarrassed if I swiped right on someone who wasn't attracted to me and they happened to have Tinder premium and saw that Don't. I swiped right on them. Like, I'd be like, that's mortifying. Joe, that's Isn't that actually crazy? Isn't that so crazy? sick yeah, and I know. twisted? I know. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? That's really that's why I like Joe, pay like, for those apps sometimes because I'm like I want to I want the pool of people who have chosen me 
not people who I have to like get. Why do they hate that? Why do they hate you saying the pool of people that chose me? It's sick. It's really it's sick, but it's true. It's it's couldn't be more true. Sometimes I have to start lying on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, I have to start filtering it. Um, We're literally saying everything, everything. But honestly, but like karma is a cat. Karma's a cat. <laughs> if you're flirting with us, being can you direct please and clear? say like, just prefacing here, I'm about to flirt with you. Yes, amazing. Yeah, can we just if not pick up a cues? I, oh that's the thing i was thinking about that yesterday too because i was like you're one of the only people who even when you're not telling me the truth i can tell your emotion yeah like, i can tell when you're mad i can tell when you're like feeling something yeah and like i think that's probably why we are constantly together and i was like there are certain people who i can't read their emotions and that freaks me out and i'm like yeah that's like that's like yeah. an issue and so yeah i can't tell if someone's flirting with me or just like talking to me but then i'm like it's the same thing as when i like realize that people go on a date with me they want to fuck you know what i mean like unless i I do something unless it's clear that they don't like that's why you're going on dates and like so i'm like yeah if someone's coming up to me in a social setting like 90 but that's the other issue with gay situations is like i want to make gay friends and sometimes i love talking to i was talking to somebody about that today and they were like okay Enough with the friends. And like, <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? They were like, enough of the friends. Like, if you're going into a date situation, like, that person doesn't necessarily want to be your friend. Like, they also want to get to know you. So, like, before... That's what I was saying before my, last night when I you know. were like, yeah, we talked a lot. It, like, wasn't a date. I know. That's a date. I literally... And before I was going on it, I mean, like, I was the problem. It's me. me. Before the date itself, like, I was like, oh, like, it's... I mean, like, I really don't know the vibe. Like, he's, like, just my friend. Like, he's going to be my friend. And the the person that I was talking to was like, stop. It's and true. I was like, oh my God. I was literally like, smack me upside the head and tossed me by my ankles. I wish. That's what I wish. And that's another thing that we need to process and put behind Is us. the whole episode going to be anti-hero traits? Yeah. <laughs> Is it the TS anti-hero yeah. challenge? Yeah. It's the TS anti-hero challenge. It kind of worked. I don't know, but I do, I do want more friends. It just is like, how do you make those friends when you're gay and the only real ways to meet gay people are like at gay spaces or on apps. And I've made most of my gay friends by going on dates with them. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I agree. All of the apps is where all of my friends are coming. Yeah. So like, or through you. Yeah. It's, that's just how it works. It's, which is like fine, but also like one, like I need to listen to fucking labyrinth and relate to it. Like the thing is, it's like groups, groups of gay friends or groups of queer friends meeting other groups that's how you connect or be I friends know, but then aren't you sometimes in conversations with a gay person and you're like are you attracted to me like in your head the scary sick and twisted thing is no no i'm no. always like are we flirting or are we just talking no opposite ends of the same messed up spectrum yeah we really oh, yeah. are the problem it's us yep going from dates i think i've always self-sabotaged and actually everything that i've done okay everything yeah, that i've for done sure. whether it's singing testing dates friends texts everything texts for me specifically so you're self-sabotaging texting yeah i get a text message from somebody i'm right. like oh my god i can't respond to that i right can't now. respond to that right now and then you never and then i never respond and then i'm like Oh my god! I literally can't respond now, and it's gotten so much worse for me lately. So I don't bad. text anyone back. Anyone? No. Like there are. So, I have so many outstanding texts. What do you think that is? I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's literally like it's debilitating. Like it gets to a point where I'm like, I can't even look at my texts because like the amount of people who I'm currently ghosting, yep. who I'm not intentionally ghosting, like, and it's just. I think it's like also like I'm on my phone constantly. Yeah. Like, it's like I gotta start doing phone calls, and like, I also like. Don't want to FaceTime, I don't think. Like, no, I'm so sick I, like, of fucking FaceTime. I don't want you to see my face. Like, I do want to just talk. It's also like, did we talk about this in the podcast? It makes me think of Sex in the City and how I literally think about this all the time on that fucking show. Like, they will go on dates and they'll be like, oh, like, yeah, he hasn't called me back this whole week. But, like, maybe he will next week. Like, there was, like, no urgency with everything. Like, it was all like, Stop. oh. I got a voicemail, like, oh, let me check my voicemail. And it's like, you're checking your voicemail for the first time in five days. And there's like, you know what I mean? Like, I think I'm going to be sick. I think that going forward, I think that going forward, we got to start calling. I know, but I, I think in my, like, whenever my relationship comes to me, like, I have to, I mean, like, obviously, like, 
talk on the phone. Yeah. But I don't like the little in-between text. Here's my Here's my good children moment here. As a young gay boy, what was your experience like calling someone on the phone? Ordering pizza or like talking on the phone? Picking up the house phone? Yo, anxiety. The whole time. The whole time. For me, I was always terrified they were going to be like, like, hi, Mrs. Hedges. Like, oh, hi, ma'am. Like, I was like, they're going to think I sound like a girl. And then on top of that, like, the intense speech impediment, like, yeah. I was unintelligible. Yeah. Um, But I literally dreaded phone calls. Yeah. Mine was more like they they aren't going to know what I'm talking about. What do you like, mean? especially like, if I was ordering pizza, like, I would just always get in my head and be like, what am I ordering? I'm going to stumble over my words. They're going to think, they're going to laugh. Yeah, it was panic. It was I like, was you're going to laugh afraid. at me. Yeah. Like, don't Always laugh at me, so don't call me names. Be, like, found out. Yeah. Don't get, get your, your pleasure, pleasure from my pain. pain. In God's, God's eyes, we're all the same. same. I still, to this day, like, hate making phone yeah. calls. And, the like, rate at which I would speak would be um, so quick that they would probably be like, can you slow down? Yeah, of course. I just course. wanted to get it out in one breath. Yeah, that's my whole childhood. And I mean, again, you mentioned about the, the deli counter. Still to this day, I'm going to the supermarket and I'm picking up the prepackaged deli meat because, because you're I can't go up there the and say, counter. can I get a pound of turkey? Because if they ask a follow-up, I'll jump. Like, <laughs> like they're like, we are you on a slice? I'm like, fuck! <laughs> I can't, I can't. It reminds me of my That's a Raven theory that I was telling you about. Last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, what is that? You don't remember what I was talking about? I told you all about it. I told you I was like a whole breakthrough for me mentally. But it's okay. I'll tell it again. That's kind of fucking ridiculous, but it's <laughs> fine. Um, I was in the park on my laptop. Yes. And I was like, it's so weird that I'm on my laptop in the park right now. Like everyone's, oh, yeah, I and everyone's thinking it. Like I was like, everyone at this park right now is like, Who's that fucking freak with the laptop? It's like we got to remove ourselves from the narrative because nobody is thinking yes, about us. Yes, that's number one <laughs> is like I'm so – I assume constantly that everyone is either judging me, is finding something wrong with me, yeah. is making fun of me. Like when I walk past people and I hear people laugh, I'm like, oh, they're laughing at me. Like that's insane. Yeah. It's insane. That's like childhood trauma that I have yet to have unpacked. So there I am. Like I'm on my laptop. I'm literally on my laptop writing about being on my laptop in the park because I was like, I'm going to sub stack it. And I didn't. But um, I was like, I'm so focused on, again, other people's opinions of me, which yeah. is crazy because this podcast is the opposite. Like it's literally being like. Anyone can take anything we say, either in context or out of context, and run with it. And, like, we kind of don't care. No. Which is insane. It's crazy that we can put this out there. One, not care. Two, it's all over socials. And we're like, all right. And yet, in my day-to-day life, I care so So much much about what people are thinking about me. my biggest thing. When it comes to social media, I've always felt like I'm a private person because I'm holding so many layers back. But it's also nuts because there's so much out there. Yeah, there's nothing. There's there's nothing to hide. So I have spent (laughs) my whole life, because of this obsession with what other people are thinking about me, monitoring it and, like, doing things to avoid them thinking something bad about me. Like, even in the supermarket, I will not look at a product too long so that if someone else in the aisle wants to go there or is just looking at me and is like, why is he taking so long to pick out cereal? Like, I will just grab the first thing I see because I don't want anyone to think that I'm being weird. And, like, that's insanity. But in turn, like, you are being I'm weird. being weird. That's what I'm saying. And that's why it's that So Raven. Because in that So Raven, the whole plot of that show is that Raven is like, Oh my god, like, I just saw this vision of something horrible happening. So Raven spends the whole episode of her show trying to avoid the bad thing happening, when Mm -hmm. ultimately, like, those actions that she takes lead to the bad thing happening. Mm -hmm. And it's also just, like, fate. Yeah. So, literally, like, my, my aha moment of the week was being, like, I am being a Raven Baxter. Like, I'm obsessively worrying about the future outcome of something. Yep. So much that I'm destroying the correct way and leading myself right towards the problem. Mm. And it's me. I'm I'm the the problem. problem. It's It's me. me. But, like, also at the same exact time, what we sometimes need to recognize is I'm not the problem. It's not me. Because I feel like a lot of the times, too, I'm constantly apologizing. 
Mm. Like, I would like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I never got back to you. Or, oh my God, like I totally forgot to call you or, oh my, whatever. And it's like, you're putting it out there. And the response is always like, oh my God, like totally fine. Don't even worry about it. I do feel like I'm always guilty. I'm so guilty. We're so guilty. Guilty. It's that guilt. It's that Italian Catholic Catholic guilt. guilt. What was the time that you, as a child, felt guiltiest? Oh my God. This is a therapy episode. Do you have one? Mine was honestly, I think I've mentioned this before, but it was the first time I ever looked up boobs. Like, it was genuinely debilitating. I know exactly where I was when I confessed to my parents. You confessed without them? I had to. I had to. That's how that's how guilt runs my life. Okay. It's like if I don't say it, I'm going to internalize this guilt forever. Yeah. I'm not gonna be able to look anybody in the face. So I actually looked up boobs. I was like eight years old. It was crazy that I looked up boobs, but looked up boobs. And then I was at my like grandma's house and I was in the parking lot and I was like, Mom, like I looked up boobs. And it kind of like goes in tandem with the fact that like when I was in high school, I got an alert on my laptop basically saying that like I'm getting arrested. Oh my God, one of those. I know what you're talking about. You know what I, I mean? got one of those. When it was like, like, you are getting arrested for like, zoophilia. It like a, it, no, it looked like the genuine, genuine like, FBI. Yes, yeah. It w- took over my whole entire screen and, and it was like, like child porn. Yes. Zoophilia. Zoophilia? Mm-hmm. All these different shit. <laughs> yes. I actually, Did you say something to your parents? So I was th- I was this close. And for me, again, I was so crazy that I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, that's exactly I was what, like, yes. Yes. Yeah, no, I know exactly that. I had the exact same thing happened to me in high school where I got a notification. It was on my phone. It looked like an Apple alert mm-hmm. where it was like your phone is like locked and like it was all – it was yep. every possible horrible porn thing you could possibly yep. look up. And I was like, it's me. I'm the problem. problem it's it's me. me. The thing is, it's like it had a countdown clock and it was like if you don't wire a $1,000 within the next 30 minutes, you're <gasps> going to get arrested. Imagine the government was doing that. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> fine with the zoophilia. Like, just give us a thousand bucks. Just give us a thousand bucks. I'm like, you're good But in to those go. moments, especially as a kid, you really believe those things. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I'm, I, that, that was the point where I was going to be like, I have to go down to my parents and be like, I need. Yeah, first of all, I don't want to talk about the child porn. And I don't <laughs> want to talk about the zoophilia. But I need a thousand dollars right now within the next 30 minutes or I'm going to jail. I feel like I felt guilt a lot being the good kid, but knowing that I was also doing things wrong. But I feel like so many like teachers and parents and adults like treated me like I was an angel Mm -hmm. or that I was like this like I was just like perfect yeah so when I wasn't perfect and when I did something wrong I didn't even usually get in trouble for it because usually someone else would get blamed Mm -hmm. and that was a guilt for me yeah where I was like well now this person's getting in trouble but I also was so afraid of like upending the perfection image that I was like well I can't I can't up to it Mm -mm. so i would like carry that with me yeah and then i think that honestly going to st anthony's kind of helped that because i was like now no literally no one has any i have no reputation here like i stuck with that and that was also a good feeling anyway yeah guilt has ruined my life guilt has ruined my life the idea of being in trouble has ruined my life i haven't yet shared my honor council story and i think it is necessary So freshman year, I'm thinking I'm going to be a political science major. (laughs) In itself is comedic. You didn't have to laugh, but like it is comedic. Um, So I'm like studying John Locke. Did an extra credit assignment. I basically worked with somebody else on this extra credit assignment and was like, hey, Mary. Can I ask you a question? Mary, can I ask you a question? What did you put for one, two, three, four, and five? (laughs) Literally, what did you put for one through five? And like, that's actually it. How many were there? Five. Okay. Um, What did you put for one through five and like i know that i'm not gonna put the same exact answers it's totally fine it's extra credit right no one cares and she was like yeah absolutely let's work on it together i'm like great so i'm working on it together i'm like oh i really like what you said but maybe we should tweak it like this and she was like yeah i kind of like that so we basically like collaborated and put the same answers yeah i got called to the honor council my professor my professor calls me into her room she goes I just, and she was the head of the honor council. She said, I want to let you know, I'm taking you both to the honor council. You're both getting a zero on this extra credit and you're both getting a zero for the course. And the honor council, you might get kicked out of school. What was going through your head? It was my first semester of college. Right. I was saying to myself, 
Oh, that's it. You're oh, that's it. Long, I'm getting kicked out of college. Long nap. I'm taking a long, 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 long nap. And there's there's no way to go on from here. I and, can't imagine what that did to you. And that... that did you tell your parents? Um, it took me like a week. Afterwards? Yeah. Okay. Because like it was going to be a long process. And, like I wouldn't have known if I was getting kicked out of the school or failing the course until the end of the semester. And the honor council, you go in front of students and professors. Very and Halloween town. Very Halloween town. And I kind of was like, wait, I'm going to court. kind <laughs> of crazy. Um, but, and that day I needed to go to in her car, me and this girl in her car to do a presentation to students at a high school. So I'm the entire time thinking, I'm getting kicked out of school. It was like my, I was present, I was reading in books. It was crazy. You were reading high schoolers books? Mm -hmm. No, actually mine did not have been high school. I kind of lied. It was an elementary school. Okay, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was reading elementary elementary school students books. Um, But yeah, it, 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 I spiraled for about two and a half weeks and then she brought us in and was like, listen, I'm not going to bring you to the honor council. I realized that this is an extra credit assignment. Because I literally was saying to her, I was like, just don't give me the extra credit. Like, literally don't give me. I didn't need to do this assignment. Like, and we worked together. Like, genuinely, she would do number one. I would do number two. We would collaborate and be like, no, that's wrong. Let's put this. And we worked together. And it was like... If you think about it, collaboration is the key to success. Like, when I get out of this college, like, I'm going to be collaborating with other people. No one has an individual, like, if you have an individual thought, you're going to work with somebody on it. Anyways, she didn't take me to the honor council. Oh, thank But I, I was kind of this close went. to failing. I, me too. The one feeling like that I ever felt was maybe senior year of college. Mm. I was so checked out. I, like, just did not give a fuck. I spent an entire math class designing a fake invitation to me and Sarah Gallo's wedding, like, on an app on my phone, like, just, like, on my phone the whole time. Yep. The professor, in, like, front of a huge math class, walks up to me, takes my phone out of my hand, and is like, you can have this back after class. I was so angry. I was, like, shaking angry, because I was, like, literally, like, that's my what phone. right do you yeah. have in this moment? Like, yeah. again, if it was high school, different story. Yes. Like, I'm 21 years old. Yep. Like, you're taking my phone away from me. Yeah. Like, we're two adults in a room. Yeah. I went up to him at the end of class, and I was like, I'm really sorry. That was, like, one of the only times in my life I, like, got that in trouble in school. And it was literally senior year of college, and I graduated that semester. It's that crazy it. that we can get yelled at or do, get something, like, get your phone taken away or anything and, like, process it as anger. I was so angry. I oh, I got angry, too. And, like, I knew that I was in the wrong. Yeah. But I was, but I was like, so how... angry at them. I know. It also, like... I think that here's the thing. This is my favorite thing to talk about. Men and emotion. We did not feel anger. We did not know what the emotion we felt was. So we replaced it with anger. And that's what most men in America do. Like we felt something else and it probably was shame. It probably was guilt. It probably was disappointment in oneself. But we are not taught as men to feel disappointment in oneself. We're taught Mm. to feel angry at other people for doing something to us to make us feel disappointed. So that is what that feeling is. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Like, so yeah, you get in trouble in school and you're angry at your teacher. You're actually disappointed in yourself, but you're like, fuck you for like being mad at me. It's the same thing as watching like men get angry with like when they like walk into a wall and be mad at the wall. It's like, no, you're like embarrassed. So you're, it's probably embarrassment. Yeah, it is embarrassment. It's embarrassment that we're like, oh no, we're angry at someone else. But actually we're literally just embarrassed Embarrassed. and we like refuse to feel embarrassed. We're like, fuck you. You're the problem. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's it's me. me. I'm the, the problem. problem. It's, it's me. me. What was your biggest like comfort food? Like if you were like in a self-loathing Pastina. Pastina. And Danielle, Chef Danielle Epsi talks about it on her okay. TikTok. Danielle. I'm gonna talk to you. Her cacio e pepe pastina. The cacio e pepe pastina? I was my jaw was on the floor. Yeah. Pastina for me, like, it is something, like, I made my mom make it for me recently, actually, yeah. when I was home. Like, it brings me back to being a child so crazily. And, like, it is the comfort food yeah. for me. Like, and again, like, growing up Italian, yep. like, the way that food was just seen as comfort. Like, Italian so mothers, much of emotion and so much comfort was just yeah. put in through food. Like, they're pushing pastina on you. Pushing it. Pushing food in general yeah. on you. A pasta. Pastina, have a bad day. You're, you're like sick. Oh, let me pastina. make you a little pastina. Always sad. Pastina. Bad grade. Pastina. pastina. Big test. Pastina. pastina. 
everything. And I like my pastina thick. Thick and buttery. Okay, this is the part where we're circling back to Midnight's. Anyway, yeah, I mean, what can I say that hasn't already been said? I'm going to just quickly rank the songs. Okay. So I'm going to say number one. Let's just go through it and we could both give quick opinions. Lavender Haze. I like it. I do. It's not my favorite on the album, but I do think it's a great way to open the album. I agree. I really hated it the first time I listened to it, but I'm always afraid of change. And it's the first one I heard on the radio. Yeah. I think that's crazy. Yeah. I was was hoping for more folklore evermore, so I was like immediately turned off, Mm -hmm. but now I am obsessed with it. Yeah, of course. I like the something about that Mimi at Midnight does make me- You laugh. I laugh every time. It does make me laugh. laugh. She loves to She loves to talk a little bit. Yeah. She's spoken word. Mimi at Midnight. Maroon. I mean, what can you say about Maroon? It's a, it's honestly a sleeper hit. Like it's a hit for sure, but I wouldn't put that in my top three. Oh, it's like top five for me. Anti-hero. Let's Let's just say it. The the first first time time we we heard heard sexy baby, Baby. it was, (laughs) it kind of was almost like Taylor Swift was done for. I actually, what can I say? That's not about 9-11. Devastating. Now I think it's one of the premier lines Top in the five entire lyrics. album. Yep. Truly. Don't you feel like everybody is a sexy baby and, and I'm a, a monster, monster on, on a hill? hill. Yeah. yeah. Antihero is probably her best lead single of all time. Snow on the Beach. Listen, I'm so a lot of sick. People I'm sick of the memes. It. I'm sick of the fucking shit. I'm sorry. Taylor Swift is not making collaborations. She's not making duets. She's collaborating no. with other songwriters. Like, yep. she, if you wanted a duet, like, listen to, watch Grease. Why do you want a duet from Taylor Swift? Yeah, so leave confused. it to Sandy. I'm so confused. Like, everyone who's like, oh, she muted Lana's mic. Like, no, Lana wrote most of that song. Like, you can tell lyrically that's a Lana Del Rey song. Like, that is the purpose. Taylor's a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Like, when she is collaborating with artists, she respects their writing styles. And let me and just say something. If you don't like this album, you need... That's what it is. If you don't like this album... Read a book. Read a book. And I had to say the same thing to myself. Like, is it reading a book or is it just listening to the album? And yeah. the emotion in her voice. Yes. She's able to really convey emotion yep. with her singing. You're on your own, kid. You always have Yeah. Been. That one made me cry. I have listened to that song, I would say, upwards of 400 yeah. times. Today is the Wednesday after the album came yeah. out. I actually have sobbed. I've laughed. I've almost thrown up. I've wanted to jump in front of a bus. Yep. I've wanted to jump in front of a train. Absolutely. I've to jump off the roof. Yes. I've wanted to go back in time and like hug my high school self. Yes. I've wanted to be 15 and like run away from home. I've wanted mm-hmm. to make music. Mm-hmm. I wanted to win a Grammy. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have a reputation era. Like yep. everything in that song felt so resonant with me in a crazy way. In a way with like it's. And if you know anything about Joe. You love to resonate. I live to resonate. You live and to like, resonate. That's why I love this woman because yeah. she does such a good job at making you resonate with her art. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, yeah, it's me. I'm the problem. Problem's it's me. me. I'm on my own kid. I always yeah. have been. When you heard again, like I hate to take it back to Antihero, but when you heard that song, were you like, were you fucked up? Yeah. You're like, oh shit. Yes. And like knowing that like the album was gonna be like an introspective, yep. like self loathing album, like. There's no one who loathes self more than me. Mm-hmm. Like, I live to self-loathe. It is, like, up there for me, like, one of my favorite things to do is, mm-hmm. like, sit in my room and grapple with the idea of being a person. Like, that's one and of like my being favorite a horrible, activities. a horrible person, yes, quote, being unquote. a bad person. Yeah. Like, the things I've done wrong, the people I've hurt, like... Yep. The way that, like, just my life impacts other people. I live to grapple with it. Yeah. And I live as if I literally am Taylor Swift, like... As if I'm dealing with that level of stress at all times. Yep. And I'm like, thank God she's finally helping me work through it mm-hmm. by leaning in. Yep. And I, I've i never felt on my own in my entire life. And now I always have been. You know what I mean? Like, that one fucked me up. I was you, like, yeah. I'm like, I don't even exist. Oh, my God. Midnight Rain, the James Charles feature, I might as well be on the album. I think the first time I heard it, I screamed. You got really scared. You got really scared. 
Oh my, I thought I was. I thought it was wrong. I thought something went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, like, like it's not working. But like now, I love it. Yeah. But it literally is like. I was making Can I ask you a question? That's no. Like, this is my oh. cowboy like me on this album. I love the song. If someone put a gun to my head and said, "Explain what the song's about," I would say I have no, literally idea. no idea. Vigilante shit. She did what she had to do. It's the one song that she wrote on the album, and she... yeah, but we're gonna leave that. I do think that like how I do you feel. I wish it didn't exist. But the thing is, like, how do you feel? Because it's like if that was what she had her hands in, and like that's her one. Yeah, like, you're right. That's you're my, changing my that's perception. my thing. Yeah, I wrote this. I put it on the album, and you as the swiftest Swifty. There is all she wants, just like I said about Domino's, is your approval. Joe. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't she need does. my approval. Yeah, she, she literally does. doesn't need my approval. I know, but like, I think that you should open your heart to her. Listen, like, I do think shit. it's a catchy song. I, I think it's fucking funny that she's like, I reported to the FBI. Like, that's amazing to me. Like, but you're kind of like, her. she's a 32-year-old woman. No, it's not that she's, she's too old to be singing about these things. Like, I'm not going to say that. I just think that, like, the sound is literally Billie Eilish yeah. and I'm like you've spent 20 like 15 years in the industry establishing a sound like and yeah it's continued to evolve like but this the rest of the album sounds like the evolution of Taylor Swift's music mm-hmm. and then suddenly I'm like whoa this is just like simply not that like this is completely careening off course it does give reputation vibes but I yes. think it gives more like when we all fall asleep where do we go vibes. I feel like a lot of people that like specifically like the reputation album don't like this album is what i've heard i agree Um, going from vigilante shit to bejeweled oh it's bejeweled yeah oh okay yeah no it's bejeweled and that music video Uh, bejeweled was another one that for me when the first time i heard it i I was like i'm gonna hate this song the speak now references throughout it are incredible i don't get the martinis that's Dita Vontese's entire act okay. as a burlesque dancer. Okay. Yeah. Labyrinth. I haven't listened to it enough. It gives me, like, clean. It gives me, like, you were in love. It gives me, like, um her, like, slow, melodic, like, yeah. pop. I think it's, like, a pretty song. I need to actually, like, genuinely be deeply in love, I think, to listen to it. Like, yeah. I could see it becoming easily one of my favorite Taylor Swift yeah. songs. Karma. Me and Karma vibe like that. that. Yeah. That chorus is so good it's it makes so it's i'm like envisioning song. the tour the thing about her tours are i feel like people sing the lyrics not like in a fun way no you it's actually them. you're you screaming scream and like you're like it's church letting out like yeah everything yes I do believe that when Karma comes on at the Midnight's tour, I'm going to astral project out of the stadium and never come back. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think yeah. that's going to be it for me. Yeah. Like, you will never see yeah. me again because my body will leave the physical plane. I cannot wait. The the sound in that stadium. No, it's going to be buck nuts. It's going to be buck nuts. It's going to be insane. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Sweet nothing. Again, sweet like, I need, nothing. I love it. I love it. I love all that you ever wanted from me was sweet nothing. That makes me want to. So I'm yeah. like, I l- deeply love it. I love the little piano. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Mastermind. I'm I think that one's my favorite song. I do think yeah, it's my favorite I'm song. I'm not going to say a word about it because okay. truly, I mean, I could, but I think it's literally her best song of all time. Yeah. I think it is her thesis. I think it is the best thing she's ever put out. Yeah. It is the most self, like the most like self-referential yet not like in a corny way, like beautiful stunning mm-hmm. completely not ever been done before mm-hmm. taylor swift song and i'm just like so grateful yep for that for that woman thank you thanks taylor thanks taylor how do you even transition i have no that? idea i have no idea it's time for the, the girls room okay this is a good one because i think it's it's both fun and it relates to us feeling like the problem it's me why do I feel so slutty seeing more than one person at a time? No more slut shaming. Go sluts. I don't think I can emotionally handle that. I know it's tough. It's That's really the tough. problem. If you can emotionally handle that, good for you. Here is the thing. I really think I can. I think it's shockingly 
something I really... I've only done it literally one time. Mm-hmm. Last fall, I was seeing three different men for, like, a matter of... The, the layover time was probably a month, like, yeah. for all three. I feel like it makes sense. I love the idea of a boyfriend, but I also think that, like, I have learned a lesson when it comes to dating where, like, sometimes getting into something too soon is one, it just, like, leads to, like, more emotions if it doesn't work out. And also, like, it just is sometimes, like, weird. Like, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to, like, literally meet all of your friends and, like, know all this shit about you and, like, call you my boyfriend like I met you three months ago. Like, that's intense to me. And then I'm also, like... Well, if I do want that, like, I don't want to only do that because, like, you're the only person I'm pursuing and it becomes convenient. Like, Mm. that's something that freaks me out because I think I've done that in the past and that comes from living at home trauma. Yeah. Because, like, I had had one go at it. Every time I started dating someone when I was on Long Island, I was like, I literally, because the first night I slept over, it would be, like, the first time we hooked up. Yeah. I was never like, all right, I'm going to go home. If I was staying over, I was staying over. Yeah. And... The idea of seeing more than one person at a time, I don't think you should feel slutty at all. I, I think you should feel actually like ethically responsible. But also, it's research. fine to feel slutty. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah, you're literally like playing the field and like getting to know a person, and you're actually doing something better for both of you yeah. by being like, I'm going to see if you're the one or not. Yeah. I'm going to see a few people. I'm going to figure but, it out. But cut the cord when it feels right. When you prolong seeing multiple people at the same exact time and the other person's emotions progress. Yeah, that's a scary That's when it gets scary. It's also great to communicate. I think communicating is great. It's crazy to sit next down with someone after four dates and be like, I'm not seeing anyone else. But if you can do that in a casual way, amazing. Work through your guilt. Work through your shame about being a slut. Like, there's literally nothing wrong with it. But also, like, I think the word slut and the concept of a slut is, like, not not really real like we just mm-hmm. are all people like we're all animals yep fucking sucking talking plucking bucking we're having a little tiny teensy snacky wacky i don't like inflation you guys it's not great what is this we're right. eating mcdonald's fries these are <laughs> these are some of the worst <laughs> fries i've ever had in my life and it's not even their fault like we ordered this an hour and a half ago and it came in 10 minutes but i can tell from writing into that it's not because they've waited too long they weren't good in the first place they weren't crispy crunchy i like crispy crunchy for i like the little no i disagree like you like a huge story moment i like the small ones no i love a soggy fry like this is my ideal french fry dipping your fries in a milkshake dipping your fries in any ice cream dipping your fries in anything you can't beat it. A frosty, gone. The speed at which we eat needs to be investigated by actually the FBI. Yeah. Because I just ate about half that thing in about 10 seconds. And yeah. it's not even like I'm enjoying it. No. And it's not even like I'm paying attention to it. I'm shoving it, my fingers in, grabbing as many fries as I physically can, mm-hmm. immediately three Fisting bites, swallowing it, and yeah. going right back for more. Yeah. Like, I've never eaten in my entire no, life. No, it's like you're eating, you're not eating for pleasure, you're eating for, like, a purpose. I and, mean, yeah, meanwhile, I only eat for pleasure. Well, this was a weird episode. I mean, like, this is what happens when you don't go in with, like, literally any information, any prompts, any anything. But this is also what happens when you listen to Taylor Swift. It is. It's it when is. You, when you... L- continue to keep the candles burning and you drudge deeper into the midnights and find yourself. Because like, she's a mastermind and now I'm a hers. So yeah. anything that she's feeling, I'm also feeling. Yeah, and I'm feeling a lot and I'm really kind of glad that we did this episode. Like, I do think it's a little bit different for us and I do think that, like, we were saying this during our bathroom break, like, we've been, we've had serious conversations on the pod but we kind of have strayed away from them in the, in the past, like, I would say, three months yes yeah. so it's glad to like get back to it for and a second i do like being i i mean like while we're always at a 100 i like being serious i like being serious i think that it's like a good reminder that like we're people we're people <laughs> and also <laughs> that like you know like we don't always have to like in general like not us like we as a collective like we don't always have to like look on the bright side like we can um 
we can lie awake in love and in fear and in turmoil and in tears and we can stare at walls and drink until they speak back like we twist in our self-made cages and we pray that we aren't right this minute about to make some fateful life-altering mistake amen we can Look at the floors we pace and the demons we face for all of us who have tossed and turned and decided to keep the lanterns lit and go searching, hoping that just maybe when the clock strikes 12, we'll meet ourselves. And I feel like, if anything, I've been meeting myself along the way on this podcast. I I was quoting Taylor Swift just now, her album launch. You're kidding me. (laughs) Um, All right. All right. On that note, now for an exclusive clip from good children bad influences i did try to jump off the gaga boat i'm just gonna say it and i'm not even it's not even like i was exaggerating i'm not suicidal i'm barely depressed i was separated from andrew i was like he's honestly having fun (laughs) i should jump off the boat (laughs) what was your what would you rate your top five favorite fast food chains let's go Taco Bell one McDonald's, McDonald's Popeyes, Popeyes Wendy's. Wendy's I was gonna say Checkers and the only reason I said Checkers is because I really went through a period when I was like only going to Checkers in high school to get their banana milkshake it was so Wait, good you're nuts yeah I would go there you're all the time you're one of the craziest girls I've ever met I would go there all the time for a banana milkshake are we nuts I'll say one thing about us and we are actually genuinely the most delusional, insane, psychotic people I think anyone we know knows. That was an exclusive clip from Good Children. Bad influences. Available only on Patreon. Seven bucks. Don't forget to check out our Patreon. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share, tweet about us, hashtag GoodChildrenPod. Rate, review, buy a ticket to our live show. Don't forget to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at GoodChildrenPod. I'm on Instagram at Joe Hedges. I'm on Instagram at Andrew Muscarella. And I guess we'll see you next week. We'll see you Or then. we'll see you on Friday on Patreon. I stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. It must be exhausting, always rooting for the anti-hero. da 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 It's always a good time.